welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. This week's guest on the podcast is the lovely Alana Willis, who is a qualified nutritionist working in clinical practice, currently at the JCN Clinic, which is a new position that she has started and something I'm very excited to chat about. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing about Alana's career to date and hearing about all the exciting things she has in store. She is also a new mum, so the fact that she's just had a bub and is now going into clinical practice will be really interesting to hear about how she balances those two things. So thank you so much for joining me, Alana. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Shana. Thank you so much for having me. It's my absolute pleasure. Let's get into it by chatting about what first got you interested in health and nutrition. Um, So I uh, really got into my own kind of health and fitness journey a few years ago and just, you know, I was going to the gym a fair bit and just really interested in what I wanted to, you know, eat and just, yeah, keep myself healthy. So at the time I had been working in uh, hospital administration roles for quite a number of years and I just knew that this was something that I did not want to work in for the rest of my life. Um, So I got to the stage where I was like, I need a career change. I need to do something different. Um, So I started looking into different opportunities. And um, yeah, I really just had a love of food, basically. And so I looked into degrees about food and up came nutrition. And then I came across the uh, degree at Endeavor College. Um, Yeah, so I had a look into that, went along to open days there. And then, yeah, kind of just ticked all the boxes for me. I just really loved everything they were about. Um, So I enrolled and then, yeah, like kind of never looked back. Amazing. And how did you find that going back to uni for that career change? Did you feel like you'd made the right decision? And it obviously seems like you're loving it now. Yeah, I do really love it. Um, At the time, obviously, I was considered a mature age student. I think I was like 27 going back to uni so um yeah and I I'd actually had like a couple of years at uni um doing different degrees first out of high school um but they yeah. just never eventuated into anything and I, I didn't like it at that point in my life so I was really daunted to go back to uni actually and um start a whole nother degree and you know I was quite scared that it wasn't going to work out again and be a waste of my money but as soon as I started this degree I just loved it so much it was just everything I was interested in and uh, it just kind of clicked for me so I just knew that I was in the right uh, environment by going back to that degree so yeah it's fantastic yeah yeah good to hear and when you were studying did you have an idea of what you wanted to do once you were finished did you know you wanted to go into clinical practice right away no, so I never really had uh, a clear path about what I wanted to do after uni. Um, I really loved like the clinical placement part of the degree at Endeavour. Like I really loved working with clients and um, having that interaction and learning all the amazing things you get to learn 
um, doing your placements. But I was always had the mindset of being really open to whatever opportunity would come to me. So I didn't want to limit myself by saying I just want to go into clinical practice. You know, if something else came across um, my way, I would be open to that as well. So yeah, I, I really didn't know what I was going to do when I finished uni. Um, and that, that got complicated a bit more when I actually fell pregnant in my final year of the degree. So yeah, as it turned out, I was going to be having a baby shortly after I graduated. And yeah, so that kind of threw a bit of a spanner in the works as well in terms of career planning. <laughs> but um, luckily for me, things have turned out well for me now. So <laughs> Yeah, it's great news. And it's good to see because, yeah, it can be something that obviously finishing a degree is one thing that's a new beginning in a new start, whereas then also adding a new baby to that, that's a lot like, and it's so incredible that you've been able to navigate the two of those um, and that you seem happy as a mother and in your career. Like, it's great to see that healthy balance. Yeah, it has really worked out really well and I'm so thankful for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So tell us a little bit about the journey from graduating, having a baby and where you are now and if you had any um, jobs in the field in between uni and going into motherhood and now into the JCM clinic. Yeah, I well, it actually starts um, a little while ago. I think I might take it back a few years because yep. I have a little bit of a journey with the JCN clinic. Um, so in like about the, I think it was around the end of the first year or start of second year of um, the degree, I started kind of just looking around at different clinics in Brisbane just to get a bit of a feel for what was out there, what opportunities were there for me when I graduated. And I just wanted to get some kind of work experience opportunities going as well, if that was, um, yeah, just in the pipeline for me. So I did some research and I came across the JCN clinic and immediately I just loved everything that they were about. So um, Jess, it's Jessica Cox's clinic um, that she's established here in Brisbane. Um, so she's built that around a whole ethos of whole foods. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great way that she's looked at treatment with clients. So anyway, reading all about that, I just loved it. So I knew that this is somewhere that I could really resonate with and could work in um so as soon as I came across them I just emailed them straight away just to get in touch and see if that work see if work experience was an option there Um, so I sent through an email I called the reception team left a voicemail with them Um, I sent through my resume and just explained what I would like to do and um yeah just to let me know if there's any opportunities and unfortunately they came back at that stage and they're like oh we don't have the capacity um, to take on any work experience um, students so sorry about that (laughs) and I was just like oh well Um, so after that about six months later they advertised a reception role at the clinic so immediately I jumped on and applied for that Um, again I think that um, the Uh, applying for work experience opportunities there really helped me um, kind of get a foot forward in that process because I actually got shortlisted and interviewed by Jess for that position. But as it turned out, my uni timetable didn't work with 
what they needed. So um, unfortunately, I didn't get the position then. That same scenario actually happened probably about a year later um, when they re-advertised the reception role. It didn't work out again, even though I was interviewed. But yeah, so essentially I got rejected from the role again. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I was quite upset, you know, feeling like a little bit rejected and whatnot. But I just, yeah, obviously felt like things were still in motion. So I still kept in touch with um, Jess via social media as well. So I, I say that I was a little bit of a social media pest um, and I don't actually know if this is something that helped me or not <laughs> but I, I would you know cook recipes that I loved of hers obviously and then I'd post them and tag her in them and just things like that just to kind of keep the conversation going with her and keep me on her radar um, and it, I, I don't know if that specifically helped or not but it's something I tell people um, yeah. just you know can't hurt right <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure she appreciates that too. Like it would be lovely for her to open up her DMs and see someone's tagged her cooking one of her recipes. Like she makes them for people to enjoy them. So it is a form of like flattery in that sense as well. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so it kind of, it worked in the long run, I think. So as it turned out, after I graduated, I didn't really have any plans, but I was about six months pregnant at this stage. so. I um yeah but out of the blue one day Jess actually contacted me directly and asked me if I was available to kind of help with the reception role at the clinic so during COVID um, and all the lockdowns the role had just grown exponentially um, they needed a, a lot more help with postage of supplements and managing all the stock in the clinic and things like that so she asked me if I'd be interested in just doing that casually you know a few hours a week um just to help out and of course I was just like yes definitely straight away so um yeah you know some people might think that you've studied a three-year degree to work in posting orders or whatever but for me I just saw it immediately as a great opportunity to get a foot in the door um yeah. you know it was great exposure to all the supplements and all the products um how to run a clinic basically. So I got great experience with that and not even like it goes without mentioning the um, networking I got to do by chatting with all the amazing practitioners there and all the reception girls too. Like that was just such a fun experience for me and I, I really loved it. So um, I was really grateful for that opportunity with Jess. Um, yeah, it was good, good times actually. So yeah, um, I did that for a few uh, months until I uh, led up to my due date with Georgie. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I had a bit of a time off for maternity leave. So worked out really yeah. well. Amazing. I love that story. I think it is such an amazing example of taking that initiative and also that um, resilience and not giving up and the persistence and going after what you do want because you obviously align with that company so much and you saw yourself there being a great part of the team and you didn't give up after like one setback or two setbacks or three, like you kept going and look at you now, like it did pay off. 
Um, and that's something really fantastic. So I think, yeah, that's definitely something to be commended for and a great example for other people too, because it can feel so disheartening, as you said, it can feel like a personal rejection, even though they're not necessarily rejecting you. It would have been like the hours and the other things, or maybe just not the right fit at that time for a role. But yeah, you can take it personally, but it's so important to like get back up and keep going and remember that it's not about you and that you can get those things that you want over time. And maybe if it's not that, it's something else. Yeah, you're so right. And that's why I really wanted to share that, uh, my journey with you, because it's really not in my nature to be, you know, I'm not a really pushy person. I'm not like really persistent generally in that regard. Like, um, it was kind of out of my nature to be like that. But I just knew as soon as I came across the clinic that I really resonated with it and it just felt like the thing that I had to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I really wanted to share that for other students um, looking at their career options and just to let them know that this kind of scenario does work. Um, it does help in the long run and does pay off for you. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to get across really. Yeah, it's very inspiring. I'm glad you shared it. So thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. So you had some maternity leave and then you went back um, and did you start practicing right away or was it a bit of a gradual um, process going from helping out with those reception and admin tasks to then eventually practicing? Yeah, so actually um, about six months after having Georgie, I was thinking about what I was going to do about going back to work um so I just kind of one day I was like oh I'll just flick Jess an email and just see what she says so I emailed her and I just said that I was thinking about returning to work in the next few months um and I would just love to be considered if there was any opportunities at the clinic for like reception work or you know what I was doing before or anything really and um she wrote back to me and said that the reception work is fully covered now. They've got all the staff to sort that out, so that's fine. Um, but they actually needed a new practitioner in the next few months and yeah. if I would be interested in doing that. And I think, like, my jaw just hit the floor at that point because I was so shocked that, um, <laughs> yeah, that I was given this opportunity as a new graduate becoming a mum and yeah you know I it just really didn't I didn't expect it at all so of course yeah. I just said yes straight away um and yeah here we are a couple of months after that and I've just started seeing clients which is amazing yeah absolutely was that to fill Emma's position now that she's moved on to her own clinic well at the stage uh, at that point back then it wasn't um certain what Emma was doing so at that point it was going to be both of us working there still so yeah. I think it was kind of um in the plan to yeah work both of us uh part-time um yeah. and kind of balance things that way but now Emma has decided in that time to open her new clinic which is so exciting yeah. for her so yeah it looks incredible it does yeah she's amazing at yeah. it so yeah yeah yeah, well, it worked well, whatever timing it was. I've obviously got the timeline mixed up there. But, um, yeah, that's fantastic that you were able to step into that practitioner role and start practising so soon after graduating. Yeah. yeah, I really consider myself very lucky to be offered this position. Um, but, yeah, obviously I think my persistence in the past paid off 
So definitely. Yeah. And how did you feel going into that practitioner role and starting to see clients? Yeah, definitely was quite daunting um, to go into that, like let alone being a new graduate fresh out of uni, but then throw in some time off in there as well. So yeah, maternity leave. I had almost uh, probably about 10 months in between graduating and then um, getting back into work. So yeah, it's a decent amount of time and I definitely felt the nerves, but part of this position at JCN is having a great mentoring relationship with Jess. So she's been very supportive about that. Um, I've been really open and honest with her about feeling quite nervous and all the rest. And she's been really supportive. Um, She checks in with me all the time when I'm seeing clients and yeah, it's just really helpful in every single way. So couldn't ask for a better kind of environment to get back into work. Really. It's been really good. Yeah, that's fantastic and so good to hear. And what an incredible opportunity to be learning off Jess as well. That's right. Yeah, I um, I kind of always had an idea in my head that if I did go into clinical practice after uni, that I wanted to get into a great clinic, of course, um, with an amazing mentor. So I really think I've just hit the jackpot there. So, oh. um, yeah, and it's nice that it's kind of all worked out that way that I kind of envisioned in my head so yeah 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 incredible and so you mentioned you're working there part-time and obviously as a mum that would make sense (laughs) Mm. um tell us a little bit about what like a typical week looks like for you how often are you in the clinic how often do you have time off to look after Georgie yep uh so at this stage I'm just doing two days a week in the clinic they are Mondays and Tuesdays um so I'll have appointments kind of booked in any time during those days there Uh, and then obviously Georgie's in daycare at that point so that's worked out well Um, and then I work usually a half day on Wednesday mornings just to kind of finalize paperwork and do training sessions or debrief kind of uh, sessions with Jess Um, so that's usually yeah just Wednesday mornings and then the rest of the week I'm at home with Georgie doing all the mum things with her so it's a really nice balance actually and I've found the transition to go way more smoothly than I was kind of anticipating so really thankful for that (laughs) yeah that's fantastic and it definitely does sound like you've got a really good balance there Mm, it is really nice at the moment it's really made me appreciate time with Georgie it's like made me uh, kind of like a more patient mum and yeah, just having the time for myself to go to work and do the things that I'm really passionate about and then come home and spend time with her. I just really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, a lot more now. So, Yeah, amazing. And what would you say are some tips you have for fellow nutritionists who would love to go into clinical practice and work at a clinic um, that aligns with them? So I think that, um, you know, coming from my experience, I think just having a clear understanding of where you want to work. So that for me looks like doing my research around the different clinics in Brisbane um, and finding which ones kind of sat well with me. So that really helped me kind of define where I wanted to go. Um, And then really put yourself out there. And it's 
it, I know that's something that's said quite often and can be really scary to do. Like I'm, as I said before, that is not my nature usually, but I think that when you come across that passion area of yours or if you find that place that you feel like sits well with you and really resonates with you, it, it just you just have this drive all of a sudden to really go for it. And that's what I found anyway. So I think that um, I would just, you know, if, if another student was in the same scenario, trust your instincts and just go for it and back yourself. And I think it really just pays off in the end. It might not look like uh, how you imagine it will, but I think in the end it all just comes together and works out for the best. Yeah, definitely. That's really good advice there. For sure. And what about, what are some of the skills that you feel like you need in your current role? Um, so this is a good one. Um, Jess has said to me multiple times uh, in conversations that she often looks for people to bring into her team that she thinks will fit well with the team. So she's like, you can teach nutrition knowledge to anyone, but that the people that she wants to employ uh, or contract um, have to fit well in the team. So she thinks that that's the most important thing. So for me, that may, like that says to me that my personality, I want to be open and honest and just friendly in general, like to colleagues as well as your clients, of course. Um, yep. Being an approachable person, I think that's a really important skill to have. Also to be like flexible and humble in your approach. So don't go into uh, a workplace or an an appointment with a client thinking that you know it all. Um, I just think that gets people off on the wrong foot. So I've gone into this whole experience just with an open mind and just knowing that I have a lot to learn. Um, Yeah, and I think that's really important to remember when you're starting out or even if when you've been practicing for a long time, you know, there's, there's always more to learn. So, yeah. Yeah. So true. It's impossible to know everything. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> as much as you oh. want to sometimes, especially in our field, it's just, you could go on forever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's always yeah. like getting updated and they're finding new things. So it's oh, literally exactly. impossible to be like, not now I'm at a point where I know everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. And is there anything that Jess has ever said to you that like really stuck out to you that really is something like you keep in the back of your mind? I'm sure there's a lot of things and this is a bit of like left of field question. So if nothing comes to mind, no pressure. But is there any like wise words of wisdom or advice that she imparted on you that um, it would be good to let the listeners know too? Hmm. She has said a lot. She is a really very wise person. (laughs) She'd be so full of wisdom and knowledge. Um, Yeah. Yeah. She's always just, she's so reassuring. Um, You know, when I've had a lot of, you know, worries and anxieties around starting um, practicing, she's always just been so reassuring and, you know, telling me, you know, people, we all start somewhere. And yeah, I I don't know. I can't think of, certain things she said unfortunately I know that there would be some um, but right now the mind has gone blank (laughs) 
Yeah, but even what you just said, that we all start somewhere, that's amazing to mention because it's so true and it's so easy to look ahead at someone who is a lot further along in their journey and then look at where you're starting from and be like, oh, wow, like there's such a gap. How am I ever going to get there? Like it can be really easy to compare yourself to others. Um, But it's so true. We all start somewhere. Like those people who are super successful, they did start at nothing as well and they had to build to that point. And unless we start and unless we take that action, we're never going to get to that point anyway. So we have to be putting ourselves out there and going after our goals. Yeah, absolutely right. Like that's that's something I try and remind myself often as well is that we all start somewhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah we can't compare our journey to someone else's. Um, yeah, yeah. Even when you're in, you know, finishing your degree or, um, you know at that stage and you're wondering what you're going to do and you know I used to look around at other students in my cohort and think oh they've, they've got such direction they know exactly what they want to do and yeah I would be you know I'd feel a bit down on myself because I wouldn't have that same direction and I felt a bit yeah like I was I wasn't as successful already and uh, even at that in that regard people have had way different life experiences leading into that degree and then yeah it, it, everyone is different you cannot compare um one story to another so it's really important to remember that definitely so true and yeah it's better not to get caught up in that and spend your time instead of focusing on what other people are doing focusing on what you want to do so yeah I love that you touched yeah, on that yeah totally nice. yeah yeah Amazing. Um, So since you're in clinical practice, let's dive a little bit deeper into what it actually looks like um, from a structure perspective. Um, How long are the consultations? I went blank on that word. (laughs) How long are the (laughs) consultations? Um, Do you give people their treatment plan within the consultation or do you sort of like follow up with all the details a little bit later? Like what does it look like for you? Yeah, I am. Okay, so an initial consultation runs for usually about an hour and a half at the JCN clinic. Um, So it's really comprehensive and um, yeah, we, yeah, we do the whole kind of shebang with assessments and dietary analysis and all the rest. Um, And part of that consult is also kind of collaborating with the client to work out their treatment plan. So we kind of help them determine which like kind of changes and, yeah, things they'd like to implement in their lifestyle or diet that would work for them and things that wouldn't work. So we try and take a really collaborative approach with that. Um, So obviously I take notes through the whole session and then I compile it into a treatment plan from there and uh, send it off to the client, uh, which at the moment is quite a time-consuming task for me because the JCN clinic is um they do it's kind of their defining factor in the field is that they send off very comprehensive treatment plans so there's a lot of work that goes into them by the practitioners um and it's something that I actually have loved starting off with seeing clients there I love the treatment planning aspect of it so yeah that's kind of how it runs Obviously, we can uh, refer clients to get further testing, which is another thing that the JCN clinic is um, quite well known for, is all their gut testing and hormone testing and um, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's 
um, something that we do quite often as well as the really in-depth gut testing and um, yeah, which is just so fascinating to learn more yeah. about that too um, by seeing yeah. clients and that. So yeah, very cool. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, have you learned a lot on the testing front by having used that in practice now? Like I'm sure there's so much to learn and you'll continue to learn, but has that been something that you've really made strides on? Yeah, definitely. Just being exposed to that and looking at test results in conjunction with your case taking as well is just, it teaches you so quickly um, different things to implement and different strategies. And yeah, the information is just exponential, as you would know, like in the gut health field and the microbiome and bacteria and all the rest. yeah, it's it's so hard to know it all there as well, but um, definitely learning on the job for that kind of thing is really beneficial. I've just, yeah, learned so much in the few weeks that I've started there. So, Yeah, incredible. And is doing that extra functional testing something you would recommend to other people who are in clinical practice if they're not already using it? Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's... Um, it's something that's a really useful tool. If you know how to work with it, um, obviously certain labs give you treatment strategies along with your test results, which can be beneficial, but there's actually so much more you can do with the results if you have the knowledge to do it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really beneficial as well that it just really helps you pinpoint issues with the client. So you kind of marry up what their symptoms are along with the gut stool test results. Um, yeah. And it's really cool to see like the different balances and, you know, bacteria and yeasts and all that kind of thing that your digestive markers and that, and you marry that up with their symptoms and it all just clicks and makes sense. Um, and it gives you more to work with in treatment as well. So. Yeah, it's hugely beneficial. If you know how to use the data, then I would definitely be recommending for other prackies to use it. Incredible. And do you have any good resources of where you can learn more about the testing? I'm sure you're learning a lot through Jess herself, but is there ever anything um, like online that you'd refer other people to check out as well? Yeah, um, I know personally I did watch of quite a few web webinars on RN Labs. So they yep. do the GI 360 um, yep. test. So they've got quite a lot of information on there about the stool test and, yeah, all you need to know about it really. So I'd, I'd start off there as a really good resource. Um, their education is really good. Fantastic. That's great to know. Thank you for sharing. No problem. Awesome. And so are there any other aspects of your role that we haven't touched on that would be beneficial to dive a little bit deeper on? Hmm. We can chat a little bit about um, like the reception and the packing side of things and some of the things you learnt while you were still in that role. Yeah, sure. So I, um, that was, uh, that role was, uh, how do I start this off? (laughs) I um, went into that role and was kind of literally just like an extra set of hands for the reception girls. So um, they, it, it was a lot of them instructing me what to do, which was really good in, in 
the interim um, until I kind of picked up the rope, uh, picked things up a bit better. So, yeah, but it mainly just entailed, um, you know, we've got a spreadsheet at the clinic that the girls write all the supplement orders on. Um, so when a practitioner sees a client, they determine which supplements they would like them to take. They send their order through to the reception role, uh, sorry, the reception girls. They yeah. input it onto the spreadsheet and then we go from there in compiling um, the orders with the products and yeah. obviously posting that out using Australia Post, um, packing yeah. them up, like physically wrapping all of them up and all that kind of stuff. So it's quite a few steps in the process um, yeah. and it was just, yeah, it was getting to be such a big part of the role that it was taking um, you know one receptionist eight hours just to do the orders and they weren't able to do anything else for the day so <laughs> it just um, wasn't a very useful um, yeah it wasn't very effective use of their time I guess so that's where I came in um, yeah but on top of that it was also managing stock levels um, and kind of when new stock would come in from the suppliers, I'd be inputting the stock levels into the system yep. and then, yeah, going from there. So there's a few different things that I kind of worked with um, in hmm. that role. On top of that, just having exposure to, you know, answering clients' inquiries, um, booking in appointments for them, using the Clinico software, um, yeah, and just kind of exposure to all those kind of things that I just felt was really beneficial for me because that's the kind of stuff you don't really get in our placement at uni. Um, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, that kind of exposure was really beneficial for me. Yeah, that's brilliant. And like you said earlier, like it's such a great way to see the behind the scenes of running a clinic and everything that's involved. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot to it. And yeah. Um, yeah, even at the time I was still, I wasn't sure where my direction was, if I was going to be practising in a clinic or go um, on my own and, you know, kind of open up my own at-home clinic or what I was going to do. So even just that experience there um, in how they run their clinic, it was just, you know, it was food for thought for me that if I wanted to go down the road of my own clinic, then I would know, um, yeah, kind of a bit more knowledge around that now. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm. So you mentioned that they did all of the supplement orders themselves. Did they sort of stock their own or do they, not did they, <laughs> present tense, do they stock <laughs> their own dispensary rather than using resources like Vitaly and those other ones that you can just refer patients through? Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, how they run at the clinic is they've got a full dispensary um, at the clinic there. So mm -hmm. Um, yeah, basically we get stock in from suppliers and then we organise all the orders and then stock out our own dispensary and then send off the orders that we need to our clients. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah amazing. I suppose it makes sense at that volume as well because I know Vitaly can be a great place to start for practitioners who don't have a whole lot of clients and don't want to stock a full dispensary. Mm. But when you've got that kind of volume that it's taking someone eight hours to order all the supplements... <laughs> That would yeah. be such a high volume that you can afford to have like a fully stocked, really great dispensary on hand. That's right. Yeah, there is a quite a high turnover there of products and that. So it does make sense, I believe, to run it that way. 
Yeah, absolutely. And do you guys get like trainings or anything through those supplement brands to continue with that further education? Yeah, so there's um, representatives from the companies, obviously, that are in contact with us and they can offer training of new products and they often send out um, samples and things like that just so, you know, it's good knowledge for us to keep building on and then we're obviously offering the best for our clients as well. So, Yeah. yeah, it is a nice little relationship there. Yeah, it's great. And it helps with those um, CPA points you need anyway, because you've got to continue that further education. So sure it's do. cool to yep. have like all in one. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. It's always something that's always in the back of your mind too. You're like, oh, I've got to do my yeah. education. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> awesome. I had something I was going to ask you, but that has slipped me. Hopefully it comes back to me later. <laughs> but for now, um, I was going to say, yeah, what does success mean to you? What do you sort of um, work towards when it comes to being your most successful self? So at this stage of my life, um, success is really defined for me about just having a nice balance between work and my home life. And I can feel this when I, you know, I, I'm working and I'm a mum and that. And when I feel happy and content, in both things and I feel like I'm being really successful in that and that's not a really hard and fast way to measure it but I guess it's just my way of knowing that I'm doing the right thing and to me that's I'm successful so (laughs) that's that's the most important thing for me at the moment Um, and uh, I guess another way that I measure my success is the Um, success of my clients really so if they're getting benefits from the treatment plan that we've worked on together and then I feel like I've been successful in my job and that's probably not a great marker as in there's so many variables there and you can't base your success on the performance of someone else if that makes sense but I think that's a really important factor for me as well that if I'm yeah, if I'm doing a good job and the client's really happy and um, benefiting from our work together, then that's really good for me. So, Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. And what would you attribute your success to to date? Uh, so this one, I think it's, I have to say first and foremost that like my, my own personal hard work and perseverance definitely has to get a mention and um yeah I think I wouldn't have got to this stage where I am now without it but in saying that I definitely wouldn't have been able to be so uh persevering without the support of my um family and my friends and particularly my wonderful husband um who's actually pushed me at the start to do this degree and um has supported me all along the way and yes I really attribute my success to them um yeah and I definitely couldn't have done it without them so yeah support networks are so important aren't they hugely yeah I feel like I would get nowhere without my support network so yeah even the transition um of becoming a mum and yeah Yeah. stepping into this new role as well I've just had so much help and um Yeah. yeah it's been completely invaluable yeah that's incredible and so nice to hear 
Mm. So I remember that other question I was going to ask you right on time too. Perfect. <laughs> um, do you see yourself continuing in clinical practice long-term? Like, are you loving it and it's somewhere you really want to continue to be? Yeah, definitely. I really am enjoying it so far and I really love um, the balance as well and the flexibility of it. So I think that suits me so well at this stage of my life. Um, I can kind of determine what hours I want to work and yeah, for that in itself is just amazingly um, beneficial for my life. (laughs) So um, let alone the kind of uh, the happiness I feel working with clients as well and yeah I'm really grateful for this opportunity so I think it's something I definitely want to keep up for the long term and um, yeah I still feel like I have a lot to learn from it as well so yeah amazing oh that's a good place to be like it's so good when you found that thing that it's like yes this is where I'm meant to be I knew this is what I was working towards and yeah Yeah. to be on that path it's really exciting to see Yeah, yeah it is really nice it's a good feeling yeah amazing cool well now a book question for you because the listeners all know I'm a massive bookworm and I have to ask in every episode if you (laughs) could recommend one book for every listener to read what would it be and why so I'm not a massive reader and I actually love reading but I just never get around to it um and I think it's just been a timing thing with like uni and just life and everything um yeah but one book that I really read, like cover to cover and couldn't put down, and it's like a yeah. nutrition book, is The Real Food for Pregnancy by Lily Nichols. Um, oh. And I know it's really like specialised as in it's directed at food for pregnancy. <laughs> um, but obviously that's my passion area. And uh, yeah. But the way it's written, the way she like presents it is just so interesting to read for me and it's also backed by so much evidence that you know all this research that she's done herself and I just think it's a really great book for nutrition in general but it's also obviously got great tips in there for pregnancy so I'd be yeah I recommend that book to everyone Yeah, that sounds really fascinating and definitely something that's important to so many people at different stages in their life like half the population are women and so many are going to go on to become mothers at some point in their life. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of people can get benefit from that book. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good one that, um, you know, you can recommend to your clients as well because it's written in a way that it's easier for them to understand too. So yeah, it's a great resource as a practitioner. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so you also mentioned in there that you love um, pregnancy nutrition in general. Is that something that you would say you specialize in? Like, are you going down more the fertility women's health pathway? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I never really had a direction of where I wanted to work in nutrition when I was in uni. But then when I fell pregnant in my final year, it just immediately clicked to me that this is where I want to work. So um, pregnancy, nutrition, and postpartum really is where I love working with women. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I've definitely set myself up to kind of try and specialize in that area. Yeah. But that fantastic. also takes into account like your hormones and um, gut health. And yeah, there's so many avenues that come under that umbrella as well. So yeah, yeah definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that would be such a fascinating area to specialise in. 
yeah, it's very cool. Um, and also just kind of being in that stage of life myself as well. It's just nice. The clients that I meet that are in a similar life stage, it's, you have that uh, rapport almost straight away with them as you can kind of relate to things in the same yeah. way. So, yeah, that, that helps as well. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it would be so helpful for that relationship building side of things. Mm, definitely yeah Yeah. and even things like compliance because like you as a new mum you would know what it's like so telling someone else who may also be a new mum you'll know whether or not it's realistic like having a new bub at home (laughs) yes exactly right and like you know there's there's so many things to think about even in pregnancy you know first trimester and like you're not going to be recommending certain things for someone who's really nauseous or yeah so many it does help when you have gone through it yourself, you're kind of more aware of how things feel and the obstacles that they can face. So yeah, it definitely helps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Awesome. Well, do you have any parting words of advice or the wisdom for the listeners today? We've obviously covered so much already and there's been some real pearls of wisdom in there, but is there anything else that you want to add before we do fully wrap up? Yeah, I just, um, I guess it's just reiterating what I kind of said, have said before, um, to just really trust your instincts and back yourself when you're thinking about where you want to go in your career. Um, Yeah, I just think that's the most important thing. And it's something that as students, you can just put it off and put it off. But I think it is, it's always a learning experience. even if you get rejected, it's, you know, it's, it's still a learning experience. So there's no harm yeah. in just putting yeah. yourself out there. So true. Literally no harm. <laughs> Only good no. can come from. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And where can the listeners find you to follow your journey? Yeah. So I'm mainly on Instagram. I can just, I can only focus on one platform at a time at the moment so I just kind of put everything onto Instagram so you'll mainly find all my nutrition stuff and my life things in general mum life or whatever so my handle is Lani Willis so Lani is spelled L-A-N-I Willis underscore nutrition um, mm. so that's my Instagram obviously you can find info about me in the clinic on the clinic website which is actually www.jessicacox.com.au. Um, and there's heaps of information on there. So, yeah, you can get, a, get in touch with me through there if you need to or, um, yeah, through Instagram as well. More than open to that. Amazing. And I'll pop links to both of those places for everyone to find and come follow your journey. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Alana. It's been so fascinating hearing about your journey and I just love your story. So I'm really grateful that you came on and shared it with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure and I cannot wait to see what else is in store for you because I know it's only just the beginning. Uh, Wonderful. Thank you so much, Shana. It's been so fun to chat with you. (laughs) My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it and I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. 
Your support means so much to me and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality. Thank you.